the neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is, not, is this not the man who used to sit, sit and beg? Some of, some of said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes open? He answered, The man called Jesus made mad and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. And they said to him, Where is he? And he said, I do not know. They bought, or they brought to the Pharisee the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees said, Ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes and I was and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind, What do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who say was born blind? How then does he now see? The parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but now he sees. We do not know nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, for he is of age. He will speak of himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, and the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he will be put out of the synagogue. And verse 23, Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated. And may I call Dr. Ed for the message. The title of today's sermon is Harassment, based on John chapter 9, verses 8 to 23. So, a little bit of history or recent history within the text. Jesus healed a man born blind. But before the healing, the disciples asked, Who sinned, the parents or the man? Jesus answered that neither, but so that he can display the work of the Father. And such has been the consistent theme in the gospel according to John. The work of Jesus was meant to glorify his Father. But despite the miraculous act of God, which by any standards was amazing, some people leaned on legalism. And as we discussed prior, 
when we say legalism, it's not necessarily mean that it is not in the law. Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath is in the law. However, some rabbis, some Jewish writers gave an extra guidance how to keep the, the Sabbath. And that includes not carrying anything or any form of work. And in this case, practicing medicine or healing, healing the sick. So instead of being amazed of how amazing God is, they focused on which one or which law was violated. And this miracle is amazing. Have you heard of somebody born blind that we know personally and uh, all of a sudden he can see? I know of somebody who needed an operation because of old age, cataract removal, and they can see better. But not one born blind. For me, at least, I have never heard. I'm not saying there are no miracles around the world. Uh, I believe there are some things that medical professionals can confirm to be an impossibility that happened. However, here, going back, this was amazing. So, this was confirmed by the blind man and the parents. So, first point, confirmation. The neighbors wondered if it was the blind man they knew who was walking around who could see. Uh, some said it was just a look-alike. But the man claimed that it was... He that he was the blind man, then proceeded to narrate how Jesus healed him. The neighbors asked the whereabouts of Jesus, but the man said he did not know. And that's an amazing thing to observe. You see, this was not even a follower of Christ. Not a follower. Not somebody who raised his hand, I want to be healed. And there were some who said, son of David, heal us. But this person was just there. It seemed almost like it was by chance, but nothing is by chance. He was walking with his disciples. Jesus was walking with disciples, and one of the disciples said, uh, who sinned? This man or his parents? I really can't imagine why the man would be blamed because he was born blind, right? But they added the man himself. Who sinned? There was a way of thinking then, well, not only during that time, but all the way back to the time when Job, the book of Job, was written. And as you know, the book of Job was written to show that God is sovereign. But aside from that, that Job himself was, did not encounter many misfortunes because of a fault of his own. He encountered many misfortunes because it was designed to test him if he truly believes or is faithful to the God of the universe. Now here, it was not about sin. Although we did say because of the fall of man, sin came into the world. And with sin was sickness as well. So we can say in a general theological perspective that Yes, sickness is due to the sin that came into the world through Adam and Eve. However, on personal levels, we cannot assume that if somebody has a misfortune, that they are being judged by God because of their sin. And that is such an immature way of thinking. 
what happened to him? I wonder what sin did he commit? Chismosa. That's not the way to think. The way to think, let us pray that they will go through whatever trial or correction they're going through. It might be a correction from God. And we all go through that. For crying out loud, everybody goes through that. Every believer should go through that. Who sinned? The answer of Jesus was, neither. It's so that I can display the work of God. And thereby glorify the Father, which is a theme since chapter 1. To glorify the Father. It's not even discussing, although it reflects His compassion, but it doesn't even discuss that. The main discussion is that He may display the work of God, who the Father is. So the blind man was healed, and he didn't even know. I think his name was Jesus. Let's read verses 8 to 12. The neighbors who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and, and beg? <coughs> Some said, It is he. Others said, No, he is like him. A look alike. Does that really happen that you have someone that you really look alike that person? Have you met your look alike? I was introduced once. Brother Ed, and I won't mention the brother. It was somewhere in Gisef Ortigas. And this lady, sister, was so happy that she brought together two people who look alike. And both of them, both of us would not admit it. I don't look like him. He's fat. <laughs> we were both fat. <laughs> so, he's a look-alike. Now, let's go back to the text. He kept saying, he kept saying, I am the man. Imagine the effort of this person, just in this text, to keep saying, I, it, me, 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 me. No. Me? No. Yes? No. Imagine having to repeat. It's almost like in funerals. Sometimes the one who grieves have no, has no time to grieve. Because every time a visitor comes, what do they ask? Ano nangyari? What happened? So they have to repeat the whole thing. It's just, you just wish that everybody came together, right? And you can just share it once. I have a suggestion. Make a recording. And just keep playing it. It's just here. And sometimes, I don't even ask. Because I'm going to ask the one who's been there ahead. I'm going to ask, what happened? I won't ask the person. She's supposed to be grieving. There's a, the family's supposed to be grieving. But now they have to say, oh, it's like this and like that. And uh, they'll grieve after once we all leave. Now, this person kept saying, I'm the person. Verse 10, so they said to him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud. He did not include the spit, okay? 
Remember the, the account said Jesus spit and made mud. And in one of my Gigi, somebody asked me, why did Jesus spit? I said, I don't know. <laughs> it's his style. We can't predict the Son of God. If he feels like spitting and healing you through his spit, so he does it. But I don't think if we spit, somebody will get healed. <laughs> he made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. Somehow, some are saying that maybe he did believe because he went to get washed. Or, or, there was mud. Of course he's going to wash, right? Somebody put mud. Go wash. But I do believe that he believed. Then they said to him, then he said, I went and washed and received my sight. And they said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. Where is he? Now, if you see a friend or a neighbor receive their sight, you would be amazed, right? I said, where is he? But now I suspect when they were asking where is he, if they were truly amazed. I'm not sure. Maybe some of them were, but the others were not. Why did the Jews ask where Jesus was? Not only because they might be amazed, but they want to report him for healing on a Sabbath. So the healing was challenged. The man was challenged. Jesus was challenged. That's the second point. Those who knew the man brought him to the Pharisees. So this man saw, but it was a Sabbath. Then the Jews brought him to the Pharisees. They questioned him, and the man repeated his account of what happened. The Pharisees stated the, that the healer is not from God because he performed the healing on the Sabbath, but the Jews were divided. And I'd like to point that out. Through this process of dialogue, since chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, especially going to... Chapter 6, 7, 8, there's this dialogue. There seems to be this debate between Jesus and the Pharisees or the Jews. Him explaining the ways of God and them questioning Him. And through that process, some of them believed. So do not be afraid to make a defense of the gospel in front of those who would dare question it. Speak to them about the miracle of salvation Speak to them about the suffering, death, and resurrection. If they ridicule you, they might, but some who are listening might believe. And I have seen so many stories of atheists becoming believers because they were so exposed to the debate. Now, some debates are useless. But some debates, as long as we put that in, the gospel, the suffering, death, resurrection, and its significance... And how He, how He can save us from darkness to light. The Jews were divided. Verses 13 to 17, let's read that. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened His eyes. So the Pharisees again asked Him, 
the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, he put mud on my eyes, I washed and I see. All right. So he repeated it again. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such things? He did a good miracle. How can you say he's evil? So some were thinking that way. And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? Since he has opened your eyes. He said, He is a prophet. <coughs> because if you study the Old Testament, those who did the signs and the wonders were prophets. You heard of Elijah? Amazing, right? Oh, you should read the Old Testament. Come on, you're missing a lot if you're not reading the Old Testament. And there's Elisha. Elisha, who did twice as many miracles as Elijah. But I like Elisha because he was just there and he was with his foolish servant Gehazi. And there was an army, an army against one man. And then he was smiling, <laughs> not because he was tough and he can take on a whole army, but because he saw the army of God bigger than the army and more powerful than the army of the enemy, which Gehazi could not see. Amazing miracles in the Old Testament. Of course, Moses, Moses, wow. But all the miracles of Moses, amazing, 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 right? But it was more destructive against Egypt, a warning against the enemies of God. But here comes Jesus. Wash. Please don't try that here because you're going to get hit. <laughs> Okay, don't try that here. Uh, <laughs> some saw a fantastic miracle, while others saw only a violation. And you know, for some of us, maybe we did not have these physical miracles. But some of us may say, somehow, the Lord did something in my life I cannot explain. It's in my mind, in my heart. He changed my desire. Something changed. And I know it's God and not me. Because no amount of self-discipline could change me. It was God. Now some will hear that and they will not see the miracle. They will just see, how come you change beliefs? How come you're now a Bible freak? But they won't see that you obviously, by the grace of God, not your own works, but by the power of God, they see the change in you. They will more, talk more about, not that, but something else. But they will not be able to deny it. They will not be able to deny it. Now, poor guy, he just got healed. Now he's being harassed, okay? <laughs> I just got healed. You know, you're harassing me? It's just like a drug addict became a Christian. Went home. Tatay, nanay, I'm now a Christian. 
Is that Catholic? What religion is that? And they won't see that you stop drugs because of the grace of God. And some will not see that. They will be more leaning on legalism. Legalism. Harassment. The religious leaders did not believe the narrative until they confirmed with the parents. The parents answered cautiously because there was a threat of excommunication from the synagogue if they said that Jesus was the Messiah. Verses 18 to 23, let's read that. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know this is our son and that he was born blind, but how? He now sees, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age. He will speak for himself. Verse 22, there's a parenthesis here by the author, John. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. Now, it's, they really don't have the power to excommunicate. It's just sort of a, a threat. Because right now, they're not under the civil law and the religious law in Israel are intertwined. Right now, they may have a religious law, but they were under Rome. It was just a threat. Now, why are they so threatened that Jesus might be the Christ? Or whoever the Christ would come some of these religious leaders would be threatened. Why? Because the Christ, the Christ meaning Messiah, the Savior that the Jewish people were expecting at that time and until today, was a political Messiah who will defeat their enemies. A sort of general and political leader, a king like David, someone like David who will rule forever. And these Pharisees who are not really in the lineage of authority but they have some influence in the authorities of the day. That's why they are in position. So probably they feared for their position. They feared for a revolution. Now parents confirmed that their son was born blind. But concerning who made him see, they referred back to their son. Now... Even the parents knew the harassment that's inside. So there is harassment. Wow. What if you were the blind person? You just got to see. See all the colors of the world, right? Amazing. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. If it were, that were me, I would be put in front of people. i said, say, that's me. Oh, I didn't know you looked like that. Were you my neighbor? Oh, that's, yeah, you're the one with the big nose. I could feel it when I held your face. So I would be amazed at the world. But no, instead of giving that space to be amazed, he was harassed. Now, from this text, what can we glean and 
what are the truths that we can apply? Number one, we confirm the Lord's work. The blind person confirmed the work of Jesus. We must confirm our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. How? Speaking about his work on earth, centered on his suffering, death, and resurrection. Centered as well on who Jesus is. We should speak of the work of his grace in our lives. What is the work of his grace in our lives? And please, let's not focus so much on, I'm happier now. Don't be too earthly with that. I understood. I understood. Say it this way, that I was a sinner. And I deserved the justice and wrath of God, the punishment. But through Christ, I received forgiveness of my crimes. What's the crime? Sin. Of my sins. Through him, I received forgiveness. Through his mercy and grace, the Holy Spirit has helped me to repent of my sins, to turn from my wicked ways. Doesn't mean I'm perfect now, but I know who I live for. My life is never the same again. We have to confirm the Lord's work. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. If you lose friends, get ostracized, so be it. Because that is the promise of the Lord. You shall be persecuted. <laughs> That's a promise. If you're a true believer, and a true believer speaks what happened to him or her about the truth of Jesus Christ. So we have to confirm the Lord's work. Number two, we face every challenge. There will be those who will not believe the message that we echo, but we must face every challenge. We may not convince everyone, but we must explain the gospel clearly. In the process of explaining, some who listen might believe. But please explain what Scripture says. Some of us explain more the relevance of a sinner's prayer, which Jesus did not do, which the apostles did not do. But what did Jesus do? What did the apostles do? They explained who Jesus was. They explained the significance of his sacrifice. And they witnessed that he rose again from the dead. And they called people to what? Repent and believe. Oh, but the message has changed through time. Through so many decades, especially in the 20th century. That's where it started. The gospel slowly distorted. Now the focus is no longer the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The purpose of that was so that the justice and mercy of God could meet in Christ. Both be satisfied. Explaining the wrath of God. And the love and mercy of God together in Christ. I don't know, but we like just one part. Huh? Because we're so sensitive of the culture we live in. So what do we do? What is a more acceptable gospel? Don't talk about the justice of God. Don't speak against sin. Just get people to say a prayer. And you start with, God loves you. And he has a plan for your life. You see, that's incomplete. Here's the thing. God has a plan for your life. If you repent, it's a wonderful plan. If you don't repent, oh, he has a plan. What's the plan? Eternal torment. What is that? As God satisfies 
His love to all who repent and believe for eternity. An endless love. So He will satisfy an endless justice. Why? Because uh, you don't say that because somebody will accuse you? Oh, if that's the God you serve, then I won't serve Him. Then don't. Who's begging you? I'm here to proclaim who He is and to warn you. To warn us. We don't apologize for who He is. We never do. We never do. He is who He is. Let's not preach loving kindness without justice. That's not the gospel. We face every challenge. Huh, I've lost quite a number of friends. Have you lost some friends by preaching the gospel? And you know what? When they're in trouble, they look for you for prayer, right? We same friends. <clears throat> Third, expect harassment. Challenges to the gospel are expected. But let us prepare for the worst things. Harassment and perhaps even persecution or even death. And despite, despite the harassment, we must remain faithful to the gospel. If you're too comfortable with earthly friends that you don't preach the gospel, please. Be a true believer and proclaim the gospel. Now whatever their reaction would be, so let it be. But we are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God to salvation. Oh, young men, do you like a girl? Make sure she knows the gospel first. Because if she doesn't love and fear God first, not a good idea. Ladies, Never say yes to a man who does not love and fear God first. You know why? You can't watch him 24-7. You can't. You absolutely cannot. Nobody can. But if he fears God, you can use simple words like my wife uses to me. When I'm on a long, going on a long trip alone, she just says to me, bye, darling, God is watching you. <laughs> and that's all reminder I need to fear God, despite me seeing the beauty of creation everywhere. <laughs> then the fear of God is there saying, mm -mm, you've got limits, boy. <laughs> there are things you cannot do. Now, gentlemen, old and young, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you, then you are a liar. Every red-blooded male knows what I'm talking about. There'll be challenges in our life and in the world. No matter what the harassment, we can say, well, I don't know what you think of Jesus, but I know what he's done in my life. That I know. I know that he changed my heart, and that is a miracle. Nobody can change me, okay? That is a miracle. I don't, I don't care what you think, but I will speak about what he has done. So did the blind man say, I don't know where he is. Well, we know where he is, up there and in here. 
But he didn't know. The parent says, we don't know. Why don't you ask him how he saw? But the man said, I keep telling you, you're not listening. Do you know after this text next Sunday, we're going to discuss another text that they're going to, he has to explain again. Poor guy. He has to explain again. But he would testify what Jesus did. And Jesus would come to him after he's kicked out. Do you believe? And he would say, Who, Lord, so I may believe? And then he believed. The Lord came to you one time so that you may believe. Today is the day. Today is the day. You hear the gospel. The only response to the gospel is, Lord, I give you my life. Work your work in me. I repent of my sins and I believe in you. I believe in the suffering, death, and resurrection. I know that its significance is to remove the guilt from me. And I can hold on to that if I repent and believe. And what is repentance? A change of mind. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. A change of perspective towards sin. Not that we will be perfect, but we will say no. We will say no to adultery. We will say no to hatred. We will say no to sexual immorality, premarital sex. We will say no to bitterness, to hatred. Because these are the written sins in the Bible. Non-negotiables. And we will trust that He will strengthen and empower us to believe and to obey. I share to you right now a poem entitled, Light Like a Flood. Could it be him, could it be him, the one whose sight was dark and dim? Perhaps it is a look-alike, but the person said, it is I. What happened and how could this be? How is it that now you can see? He spoke of Jesus with the mud and how the light came in like a flood. Now where is this man who healed you? I do not know where he went to. They brought him to the Pharisees. The man asked, why does he see? He repeated uh, his narrative. But why do they sound vindictive? Jesus was not of God, they say. Sabbath healing is not the way. Called his parents to clarify. Something they need to satisfy. He was blind, the parents confirmed. Spoke less cause of threat, they learned. To their son, they would refer back. Again, he would repeat the facts. He washed away the spit and mud. And light came in like a flood. It's all right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And we learn some things from this story, from this account of John. Confirmed. Healing confirmed. Disturbed. Disturbed the learned. But that's what you do. That's what you do. And we thank you for calling us to, to your grace, 
to your love. Undeserved, yet we see your compassion even though it is not written in the account. Yet more we see is the work of the Father, more than the benefit we receive. You obeyed your Father. And so, Lord, by your grace, send us to. We want to obey you. Teach us to live in faith every day, believing who you are, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the I am, ego in me, the I am from long ago, the Word who was God and the Word who became flesh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Sovereign Lord and Savior of our soul. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. And God's people say, Amen. Good morning. God bless you.